Welcome to the She Scales podcast where we're going to be talking about something juicy today. Yes, Queen, if you've got an offer coming up soon, you're looking to launch, you're looking to bring out something new and you're like, how can I get myself prepped in the best way? Or if you've either been through a launch or you're currently in a launch and you feel like the heat isn't quite as hot as you would like it to be, this episode is going to be for you. You're going to find value from this episode. So really, really excited to dive in. Okay, if launching your new offer feels stretchy, we need to speak about it. We need to speak about it because to some extent it should feel stretchy. Like you want to be playing outside the realm of your comfort zone, whether it's because you're bringing out something out new that you've never brought out before. And so there's an element of, I don't know how this is going to be received. P.S. You should have done your market research. So you should have some idea about how it's going to be received. But I get there's a little bit more nerves attached to something that you've never done before versus something that you're launching for the fifth time round and you know it like inside out. But if it feels stretchy, not just to a point of, oh, this is a little bit outside my comfort zone, it's exciting, like it, it ignites me, you know, I'm a little bit like, ooh, I don't know how it's going to go, but how exciting, how many people am I going to be able to serve with this new offer? If it doesn't feel like that, if it feels like, holy freaking shitballs, what are we doing? <laughs> if it feels more like point B than point A, then we do have a problem. We do have a problem because if it feels like, for me, stretching my hamstrings, I hate stretching my hamstrings. I detest it. It's the worst muscle group by far. Do I avoid doing it? Yes. (laughs) Am I going to get better at doing it? Yes. (laughs) The point being here, if your new offer feels more than uncomfortably stretchy, there is a reason for that. Launching should feel incredible. You're about to bring out this new offer. You're about to serve your community in a whole new way, whether it's a new exciting low ticket offer where multiple people will be able to come on board and snap something up. All these people who've maybe never worked with you before or serving your existing clients at a different level or you're bringing out some new high ticket offer and you're bringing people up inside your community and encouraging people to work with you on a higher level to get a bigger scale transformation whatever it is that you are bringing out, if the launch itself feels uncomfortably stretchy, we need to have a talk about that because it's likely that you're missing one key thing. I'm not going to say like, it's only one thing because it's quite a substantial thing and you either have this thing or you don't. And this is where the discomfort, if you're feeling like this launch is stretchy, it's because you don't have this thing. And this thing is... Is manifesting the right word? Not really. Um, you're feeling this in your in your anxious system, nervous system. There we go. The thing that you are potentially missing is momentum. Momentum. If you have momentum, it's very easy to flow through a launch. Even if you haven't got everything mapped out exactly as you wanted it, or things are a little bit, you know, not quite perfect, or you're tweaking things as you go, it, you can get by as long as you've got momentum. If you don't have momentum within the business, girl, you're not getting by. It's not happening. Momentum is the difference between you catching and riding a wave versus you trying to be the one that is generating the, the energy to get the wave before you can even start to ride it. 
It's literally like you paddling out to sea and then trying to build a wave. That is literally, <laughs> literally how hard it's going to be. And so, yes, I'm going to give you some tips in this episode for to help you to build momentum. But this should be something that you're doing all year round so that you're not waiting till the start of your launch to be like, oh, let me just quickly go and generate some momentum to pick things up within the business so that I can launch because it's going to feel a little bit noticeable. People will notice. Not necessarily a bad thing because they can still get excited on your about your launch and still come on board for your offer. But if you're generating momentum all year round, then it's not going to feel weird or surprising when you do it right before a launch because you've been doing it. You do it all day, every day, naturally. Like, this is just something that you do. It's who you are. It's not, oh, I need to sell an offer this month. Let me go build some momentum. So keep that in mind. This is something that you want to be doing all year round is how can I be generating more momentum within the business? There's lots of ways that you can do this. Um, I'm going to run a few, a few here, but genuinely look how you can do this every single day. Don't wait until the start of your launch and then suddenly... You know, have you ever seen the surfers when they paddle out? This happens sometimes in Bali when it's like super flat um, sea. Sometimes they'll paddle out and you can see that they're just sat there for a while because <laughs> there's no waves, which is not how when the waves are coming, they are off. But the point is, if you're paddling out and you are trying to catch a wave and you're suddenly trying to paddle, 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 paddle frantically, and it's because there's no natural wave to actually carry you, you're going to feel like everything is really hard because you're going to be trying to generate energy where there is not currently energy. And this is why I'm saying if you've been doing it all year round, you're not starting from scratch because your efforts have already been compounding throughout the year. So you can ride the wave you've already been building as opposed to starting your launch and feeling like you've got to build an energy wave within the business. So if your audience isn't yet warm, it's because there's no momentum within the business and there's no compounding effort from you yet or not enough. So the good news is that it's fixable. You can generate better compounding uh, efforts, generate more momentum, generate more excitement and get your audience warmed up and ready for your offer so that your launch is going swimmingly well from the get-go. So here's a few ways that you can do that. Number one, the most obvious one, share more social proof. People like to see who has gone first and what their experience was. So share that. What results, what transformations, what feedback, what testimonials, and not just you sharing the screenshots as well. If you can get clients to show up on their own platforms and talk about you or create videos for you or tag you, that is gold dust, absolute gold dust. Equally, if people are happy to leave reviews in public places, whether it's a place that can be Googled, whether it's at the bottom of your LinkedIn profile, anywhere where that client has happily left their name alongside the testimonial is gold. You know, we live in a world where people fake their own feedback. I know, bonkers. So if you can get your clients, because I know you're a good coach, you're a good service provider. So get your genuine feedback and put it somewhere where people can find it. I'm telling you this as someone that has got dozens of feedback forms that are sat in a Google Drive file that nobody can see. 
<laughs> who is that helping? Nobody. Certainly not me. So make sure that you're not just collecting testimonials, but that for clients who are happy to leave them in public, you're getting your you're, you're at least asking the question, are would you mind either leaving me a Google review or can you fill out this form so that people can see in public? Share your social proof. Um, equally, just wait on that last little point. Social proof is going to be more and more important than currency. It always has been, but especially now, there's lots more people coming into the industry, lots more clients, and sadly, lots more people who have been burnt by investments that didn't work for them, for whatever reason. There can be a multitude of reasons why it didn't work, but ultimately, the more social proof that you can bring of clients who have had a good experience, did get awesome results, that is going to be worth its weight in gold. If you can collect a few testimonials like that, it will literally evaporate the price of your program or offer. To give you an example of this, I was on LinkedIn the other day and I saw a copywriter who I know is very well established. She's been doing her thing for years. She's very good at what she does. And in the comments was someone who had bought some sort of offer from her. And this person literally said, money spent with and tagged her name. And it was something like under $250. And then it skipped a line and it said, money earned from this investment, 10k plus, go buy her things. And I, I messaged her to be like, oh my God, that testimonial is absolute gold. Because now underneath that, she could sell whatever she wanted. She wouldn't even need to have, like, she obviously replied to him, but she didn't need to reply to him because she's got a customer in the comments of her post being like, money spent, this amount, money received, like, money got back as a result, this amount, and the amount was, uh, I'm going to say, like, 20, 30, 50 times more. Crazy, crazy. So naturally, everyone that saw that would be, feel the pull to be like, oh, if I spend that little amount, that's what I could get back. So she didn't even need to pitch or drop a link for anything. I was like, that testimonial and to do it in a public place as well in people's news feeds, absolute gold. <laughs> I messaged her being like, that is absolute gold. And she was just like, I know. <laughs> so the lesson there, the more you can encourage. Well, and th here's the thing. Give your people an incredible customer service and people will be happy to do that. She didn't ask him to do that. He willingly did it off his own back. So serve your people at a really high level and they will be happy to talk about you in places that you're in, in places that you're not in, in public forums with their name next to it. Incredible. So the other side of that is that your sales messaging can be incredible but if it's only your words saying it, it's going to be difficult for it to land. If you've only got educational content and it's your storytelling of results that people have got or your problem awareness content of what's possible for people, your content can be really, really good. But if you've got no examples of proof of this thing or at least something similar to it, it's going to be really hard for people to get behind it because they've got no evidence of people that have gone first. And we talked earlier about nobody wants to be first in the room. 
So your way of eliminating the risk for people and either encouraging people to come in first is to show who has either gone first and had a great experience, or if you're launching a brand new offer, who's gone first on other similar offers and what was their experience again, so that you can remove that risk for people. So that was number one, share more social proof. Number two, warm your audience up more. People don't like surprises. (laughs) I like surprises, but people don't like surprises when it comes to launching something. It doesn't give them enough time or information to make an informed decision. Unless you have already got all of this information up front and it's very easy to find and you've been infiltrating it through your content for weeks so that people can, even if a new person has just landed on your page, they can binge your content and get to know straight away. People generally don't like surprises. So allow them enough time to get behind this new idea and yourself enough time to properly speak about this idea, enough times for people to hear about it consistently and then make a decision. Even the, fuck it, I'm in, (laughs) people have still been doing their due diligence to research you and to see the amount of evidence of either your proven processes or working with your past clients. Like they will have already been stalking you before they dive in. They want to know that their investment is safe with you. So make sure that when you're uh, warming your audience up, A, you're leaving a long enough run up. You're not just being like, two-week launch, oh, ready to buy now, doors are open, and expecting people to all flood through the doors when you only gave them two weeks' notice and that your engagement rate is only 5%, so most of them only saw that message one to two times anyway. Huh? Hmm? Hey? (laughs) And also, I'm going to give you a little lesson from my own learnings at the end of last year. I was doing market research on a product that I've been selling since 2021, And I invited a few people onto market research calls. And these are people who it was a good fit for, but they've never bought. So I was genuinely intrigued to see how much they were familiar with the offer, how much me thinking they're going to have heard this messaging so many times that the reason that they haven't bought is that they don't think it's the right fit. Let me tell you that... (laughs) These people who have been in my audience mm, over a year and heard multiple launches of this offer, both said, we're not that familiar with it. I was like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) But you have followed me for over a year and seen like two, if not three launches of this product. What do you have? So this is your sign. You can think that people have heard your messaging, they've seen your offers, they know things inside out. You can think that you have talked about this thing until you're blue in the face. Honey, you have not. There are people in your audience who have followed you for years, who watch your stories, who see your content, who see your sales pages, who are on your email list, who are not familiar with the messaging for your offer. (laughs) There is no such thing as too obvious. So when you're thinking about, have I warmed my audience up enough? I'm going to go, girl, have you put in enough reps? Have you truly covered the bases? If Becky, let's just say, your dream client, even if she watches your stories, binges your content and is on your email list, do you know that she's seen your offer enough times during your launch period to be excited and ready to buy? Hmm? Hmm? 
So that was number two, is warm your audience up. Don't sneak things up, people. Up, people? <laughs> Don't sneak things upon people or up people, might add. Um, but give yourself, give yourself a long enough runway and give people long enough to hear about this offer multiple times. Number three is tell your transformation story. So when you're bringing out this new offer and people haven't seen this thing before, they're not familiar with it, maybe they haven't seen clients go through the process before, your story of how this offer came about and your own transformation story is going to be really, really important. Because if you, especially if you haven't got client results for this particular thing, then your own journey of how this thing was created and how it came into the world is going to be even more important. So where did you start? What have you had to overcome to get to where you are now? Inspire people by showing them your transformation. Lead by example so that people can see what daily life used to be for you before then you brought in either changes or there was a breakthrough or you discovered a new process or you just learned a better way of doing things. And then you went on to your own transformation and this is now the framework that you help other people or the, the same trans transformation that you facilitate. So what was your start point? Then you can go into your beginning, your beginning, your middle, your end, bit of storytelling. Show us what your daily life before was like. Then show us what your daily life now is like and what you did differently along those little steps, you know, like Hansel and Gretel. What were all the little pieces of the, the cookie crumble to get you from point A to point B? Your transformation story, you as the hero of this journey, you as the leader of your people, is going to be really, really important for people to be able to see, huh, she was there where I currently am, now she's over here and I can see the logical steps of how I can get there too by doing these things. You know, it's going to be a lot easier for people to get behind whether they can achieve this transformation themselves and overcome those doubts and limiting beliefs as to whether they can get those things. If they can see the, I don't know, three, five, seven steps that you took between those two points. Yeah, so tell your own transformation story. And B, when you were telling what these points are in these either chapters or what happened to get you from A to B, make sure to include your, not just your physical environment, you know, the situational things of where you were in the world or what life looked like or what your day looked like or, you know, the, the physical descriptions of that situation. Make sure to include the emotional descriptions as well. Like, how were you feeling? What were you thinking? What were you stressed about? What were you worried about? What were your doubts? Because the more of that you can bring in, the more your audience are going to relate to that part. That'll be the part. Yes, they'll relate to what life might have looked like, but it'll actually be more of the emotional side. Because someone doesn't necessarily need to be in the exact same situation as you to still assimilate themselves to the emotions that you were feeling at the start of your journey. For example me talking about my plateau season, someone doesn't necessarily have to have been starting out by building a business in their mom's house and then booking a one-way flight to Bali to now assimilate with the feelings that I talk about that season with. And I've had multiple people reach out to me this week, actually, by saying, Sarah, your episode, I think it's, is it episode four, where I talk about season two and the plateau season and just 
the the shifts and the discomfort of everything that I was feeling before that breakthrough happened, everybody, a lot of people have reached out to me to say that episode spoke to me. So you don't necessarily have to share the exact same circumstances to understand the feelings behind that. So that's why it's really, really important when you're telling your transformation story, to be honest with what you were feeling, what was that doing to your mindset, what were your beliefs, your fears, your worries, all of that, bring that in, because then it will just give us so much more of a clearer picture when you're talking about what your end transformation is, where are you now, what, and then how you've been able to overcome it. And then lastly, point number four is embodiment. Yeah, baby, in your body. Show your audience what your daily reality looks like now. It's no good saying, here's my transformation story and you can have X, Y, Z if you haven't got X, Y, Z. It's never going to land, you know, and it's going to feel stretchy when you're trying to launch this thing and promise people things that you haven't had or aren't doing or aren't seeing or aren't feeling yourself. So make sure you're sharing your daily reality and what that looks like. What are you able to have, do, experience, feel, see in your business, life, mindset, health now that you couldn't before? Show us that. Show the evidence of that and how it positively impacts you now. So whether you're a business coach let us see the business growth. Whether you're a mindset coach, what does your mindset now look like versus what it was like back then? If you're in the health industry, what are your habits and your food shops and your diet or you know how are you feeling in yourself? What is your health now compared to what it was like back then? If you're in the life industry, like whether you're a life coach or relationship coach, what is your level of happiness now versus what it was like back then? You know, share us your daily reality and how you are an embodiment of the end result of the offer that you're launching. And it will be a lot easier for you to launch it. So if it feels stretchy, perhaps it's because this part is missing. I'd be intrigued to hear which of these, or maybe it's a combination of all four. But potentially you're not yet embodying the full transformation of your offer. Because if you are, let's just skip back a little bit, if you're sharing social proof of how you've facilitated this transformation for clients or a similar transformation for clients, if you're warming your audience up, giving them enough notice, if you're telling your story of transformation and you're a walking, breathing embodiment of that transformation and people can see it every time they look at you, it's a no-brainer sell. People are going to sign up for your offer because they can see how you are in the point that they want to be at. So it's going to be easy for them to sign up and get your offer. So recapping that, number one was share more social proof. Number two was warm up your audience more. Number three was tell your transformation story. And number four was embodiment. Now, as a reminder, don't just do these at the start of your launch. If you're doing these things week in and week out anyway, it won't feel like you're having to create momentum within the business because momentum will already be there. It won't feel like you've got to suddenly stretch or scramble around or really overthink about exactly what content to post and be really pernickety over your messaging and everything needs to be perfect. If you've been doing these reps all year round, you know, if you've been going live with your audience, you're building your community, you're speaking with people, you're building relationships year round, 
You are highly visible. All, if all of those things are there and you just do it as your daily reps anyway, it's not going to feel like you are trying to create momentum out of nowhere. You know, you'll be able to ride the waves that are already coming and you'll just be able to catch a wave rather than trying to build your own wave. So if you're doing this all year round, at least this way, when you're launching your new hot, sexy offer, it's going to be as easy as catching the wave you can already feel. I love that. Let's go surfing. (laughs) All right, Queen, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear about it. Send me a message on Insta. It's Sarah Buckland Coaching. If you do want to share it to your stories, tag me so that I can see it and reshare it. And I shall catch you inside the next episode.